Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome once again to the Steelers Hangover. Man, I tell you, we had a good run going for 11 consecutive hangovers. We were talking about the good hangover. Now we're mired in one that's just, uh, gosh, the headache doesn't end, does it, Tony Defio? No, no, it's like uh, Groundhog Day. They keep uh, keep doing the same things over and over again, and uh, now they're getting bad results. Yeah, they do. As the Steelers lost to the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo, twenty six to fifteen, in a very lackluster effort, it just was lackluster from the offensive side of the ball. We are going to talk about both the offense and the defense and the state of the team as well. The good news is the Pittsburgh Steelers will be in the postseason for the first time in two seasons. They lo- they were not there in 2018, not there in 2019. Courtesy of the Raiders and the Dolphins losing, they are going to be in the playoffs. You don't want to really back in, but yeah, they're backing in and they're in. And that's the thing. It's how they could find a way to rebound. And that's the question right now, because there's a lot of pessimism in Steeler Nation right now. And there's a lot of uh, fingers that you can point at a lot of different people. So, Tony, we're going to talk about all that. But let's let's look at the big picture first. Can they get out of this slump that they're in? I mean, I, I've seen this before with them. Uh, you know, recently as 2016, they were in a, they were mired in a big time slump in the middle of the, the year. They were besieged by injuries, and and they got out of it, and, and they they. Got all, went all the way to the AFC Championship game. They won nine games in a row, including the playoffs. And what they did that year essentially was they found the formula, and that was Le'Veon Bell. They rode Le'Veon Bell to the uh, 
AFC Championship game, and you know, with the help of the defense, and, and so they have to find that same kind of uh, uh, thing this year. They have to find what works and 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 perfect it, and 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 get on a roll by the time the playoffs start. They absolutely do, and you're really gonna help that they can hope that they can. Um, they are going to need a little bit of help to get rest. Look, they can win this whole th- the, the division on their own. They definitely can. Um, a lot of people uh, thought it was sacrilegious that I am emphatic about rooting for the Ravens um, tonight. And look, yeah, I I know it's not ideal. I know it feels dirty, but really, you I know you say you want to do it on your own. You got in right now based on 11 and 0. So that is getting in on your own. You're 11 and 2 right now. You have got some issues. I believe that they're going to do whatever they can to try to work it out. Can they work it out? I don't know. But you don't want to go through the uh the mindset. It's like, well, you might as well not even worry about the playoffs. Your season's over now. Well, yeah. I mean, I know the running game is not working. I know I mean, the Bills Leslie Frazier knew, told Tony Dungy that he was going to go ahead and make sure that his guys were playing up for those short passes. And they were yeah. really, they were really thwarting that uh, any gains you can get from any of the completions right. that they had, you know, right. so I get it. But the reason I'm rooting for the Ravens tonight is look, if the Steelers win one more game and we feel like they're going to do that, especially coming up this week, against Cincinnati. They are the perfect team to play right now when you're in a slump because they can be a good slump buster. Now, it's not a guaranteed win next week. Right. You know that. They still have to play well. They can very easily lose that game, and I get that. But that's a good opportunity to win. If Cleveland loses, then you're pretty much you're pretty much winning the division right there with one more win and that Cleveland loss. And the reason being is because Cleveland will then have four losses and they would lose the tiebreaker based on the fact that they would have three division losses. And that is going to be paramount. Look, they can go, the Steelers could write the ship and go in and beat them in week 17 in Cleveland, but looks like there's not going to be a buy now unless Kansas city absolutely collapses and the Steelers get everything together. If that, unless that happens, they're not going to want to go into week 17 having to beat a team when they could possibly rest teams, rest players, because they're not going to have a bye the next week. And this team, more than anything, needs rest and needs to heal, Tony. Do you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they, they, you know, they, they need rest and, they need to get this this wrapped up as quickly as possible. I mean, in the division, they have to. You know, that, I'm sure they're, they're not gonna not gonna just say, "Oh, forget about it." We, we want to. It doesn't matter what seed we get if we can get the number one seed. They're gonna want to try to win the division, so they have to get that wrapped up as soon as possible. So I never understood that whole thing. Didn't we go through this two years ago? The opposite. Uh, people were saying you, it was sacrilegious to root for the Browns against the Ravens. I mean, you root for whoever, whatever team can help the Steelers win. So. It, it, the sooner they get this division wrapped up, the better, as far as I'm concerned, because they have a lot of people they need to rest and not have to worry about. And I agree with you. I don't, I think the buy is kind of slipping away. So I think they need to just get the AFC North wrapped up and uh, and start resting these guys, because, I mean, it's getting ridiculous with some of these injuries. Of course you don't want to rest them too long, but that right. one week of rest can do a lot for this team. It really can. I got to tell you, you have got – 
a situation where guys are draw. I mean, players are dropping like flies. The defense, right. the defense. Now, let's say this. I want to applaud the defense for the way they played in the first half. They even played valiantly in the second half. They just didn't have it. And I think a lot right. of the time, uh, I don't want to say this happened, but, you know, they were playing above their heads because they're missing guys like Vince Williams. They're missing Robert Spillane, who is a fill-in himself. But right. it's how valuable that fill-in became. You're missing Joe Hayden. You, th- This team is, I mean, that's three important starters on that team. You had guys like Cam Sutton come in. He played lights out the first half he got exposed a little bit in the second half they uh they switched guys on him um you know then uh digs came alive and i tell you what digs is one of those players that i think is absolutely incredible i think he was underrated coming into the season and a lot of people thought you know going to buffalo he's gonna i mean it's cold he's not gonna catch catch balls there well he is a very good player um, I've had an opportunity living in the state of Maryland to actually uh, follow him when he was in high school here too. So, I mean, just just an absolute great player. You know, not to mention you don't have Bud Dupree. You don't have Bush. Ryan O'Toole, thanks for bringing that up to me too. Um, yeah, those guys aren't there. So that's four starters, and that doesn't even include Spillane because he wasn't an original starter. He's a starter now. But So, Tony. With that being said, what happened to the defense in the second half? Was it just too much for them? I just think they got worn, worn down. I mean, I, like you said, there were some adjustments with with uh, Diggs uh, going on, on on Sutton's side, and that was a mismatch that they exploited. But I just think they just got worn down. I mean, look, the first half, the offense, you know, you're going against a, a defense that's not having a very good year in, in, in the Bills uh, in 2020, and, and they, they get nothing but a – a touchdown that was set up by a, a, a turnover by, by Cam Sutton and Mike Hilton. Uh, I just think, you know, they just got worn out and, and you know, the, 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 the offense just could not help them out. I mean, we talked about this so much last year about how things are going to be different once Ben came back and, and how, you know, the reason why they couldn't run the ball, the reason why they couldn't move the ball is because they were, they were crowding the line of scrimmage. And, you know, we, we said, well, with Ben's reputation alone, that'll, that'll fix things. Well, now here we are. And, and, they're, they're crowding the line of scrimmage again because Ben, and for whatever reason, whether it's physically or he's afraid of, of the, 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 the deficiencies along the line, whatever it is, uh, they're they're crowd, he's throwing short passes, he's short, quick passes, and it's just not working. So, I just think the defense got worn down in the second half, and because of injuries and because of, of being on the field too much. And how demoralizing is it for a defense to see their offense give up? all those three and outs and come back on the field and say, you know, we're doing everything we can. And next thing you know, you've got to pick six. I, so how, how demoralizing is that for this team, Tony? It had, it was very demoralizing because it felt to me like just from watching it at home, it felt like that Pittsburgh was starting to take control of the game. Uh, the, you know, it was seven, three, they, they, they limited the bills to a field goal with the, I think the, the, the BS, Roughing the passer call on Mondo, they 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 got out of that with a field goal. They're moving the ball. It looks like at the very least they're going to go in this in the halftime winning seven three. And at that point, you're hoping after the completion to to, to Ebron, you're hoping that they're going to go down and kick a field goal. Who knows? And then next thing you know you're you're losing nine to nine to seven. It just 
it, it was deflating to me. So I can imagine how deflating it was to them. It had to feel an awful lot like, like, it, like it was for them last year down the stretch when the offense did absolutely nothing and the defense just got got worn out over those last three games. Let me ask you this now, because I agree with everything you said there. The offense is a huge problem for this team. What is the most fixable thing on this offense? I think the first thing that you fix would be drops, but there's, right. but we can say four or five things that are a problem on this offense right now. How many of it needs fixed just like that to maybe get them back on track to where they were maybe a month ago? Well, I think, I think, well, the first thing is obviously the drops, but I think the second thing you have to do is, is you have to, you, you have to, uh, to take it down the field a little bit more with you have to expand the passing game. And, and I, and I don't mean 50, 60 yard bombs every, you know, every other player 10 times a game you, you have to hit the, and I'm not the first to say this. It's been, it's everybody's saying it. The intermediate routes last week, Jeff Hartman, we were watching, you know, he was, I was following him on Twitter, watching the game. He said, why aren't they trying, trying to exploit the, uh, the, the seams more, more often It's stuff like that. You have to be able to do that to, to, to open things up. I think the, the reason why they were they they were running the ball so well earlier in the, in the years because they were running on Ben's. They were they were game planning for Ben's reputation, meaning the uh, opposing defenses. So now that they've they've caught on to them, they have to find a way to 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 open things up in the passing game. And I think that would open up the running game. So those three things you could fix. Uh, the drops, obviously, that that's on the players. They have to be able to fix it. And two, that uh, schematically, and that's with 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 Ben opening things up. I mean. It's great that he's getting rid of the football quicker, but if it's not effective, what 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 use is it? What, what point is doing it if it's not more more effective? How much of a wake up call do you think th- it was for Deontay Johnson to be benched? And it looked like uh, he did come back, and he mm-hmm. looked better when he came back. Um, also, Eric Ebron, I think he took a little bit of time off, not nearly as long as uh, what Deontay Johnson did. So do you think that that was kind of a wake-up call and maybe that uh, those drops might be lower down on the list of uh, something you have to clean up going forward? I sure hope so. It, it wasn't as much of an issue um, over the, the last, I guess, two or three quarters of the game, but it certainly was a big problem early on. So maybe it was a message to him because, you know, I think Deontay Johnson, I think he knows how valuable he is in that, offense and into into the passing game and how much they depend on him and how much the offense the passing game flows through him so for him to uh get him be be sent to the bench for what two quarters uh, and then be be replaced by james washington i think that 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 had to be a wake-up call for him you know mike thomas wasn't kidding last week when he said we're going to replace the guys who are dropping the balls with the ones who 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 can catch the ball and and you know now he knows that he's got to he's got to clean up that, that part of his game where he's going to wind up back on the bench and he had to he absolutely had to put him on the bench for that he also had he had to send that message and you could see the look on his face um that it really had to be done now for me i think the the drops can be cleaned up i think it's the lack of the running game and you alluded to that as well tony I think that is probably one of the biggest problems right now because it's very easy to come up and really uh, you put eight men in the box, Mm -hmm. stop the running game because the, and the passing game with the short stuff is not working. 
Right. Look, I'm not looking for bombs from Ben Roethlisberger. I'm not looking for 40, 50 yard bombs. Right. I'm looking for 15 yards down the field, exactly. 20 yards down the field, and I really think that would make much make a big difference. But that begs the question: Ben Roethlisberger has been applauded for getting the ball out of his hands quicker than he ha- ever has in his career, quicker than any time. In the entire in the entire 2020 season for anybody in the league, so the shotgun is maybe killing them. Maybe if they take snaps behind center, it would be less predictable. They're probably last in the league as far as uh, play action passing. They are also. They're also last in the league almost in rushing. They're not quite there. They're, I think they're after this game, they're probably going to be ranked 30th or 31st. Um, but, but that's just uh, inconceivable to me growing up around running backs like Franco Harris and Rocky Blyer and and Barry Foster and you know even Le'Veon Bell. The, I mean, right. you, you didn't have this problem with the game. The caveat, though, the problem, though, when you put Ben behind the set, behind center you risk getting him hurt more um not being in the shotgun but maybe is it a problem i i know it's a good thing that he's getting the ball out quick but is it so predictable and the fact that when you hand off the ball being in the shotgun that you you have a whole lot more to run and the offensive line is not setting up anything up for you are you setting yourself up to fail by using that kind of scheme yeah now now you are you, you absolutely are now because they've caught on to it you know the, the whole getting rid of the football thing was uh, quick was was nice earlier in the year because it was working it was working and that's why it was applauded that's why everybody celebrated the fact that he was getting rid of the football quicker than any any quarterback in the league and quicker than he ever had in his entire career it was the complete opposite of his of his reputation of holding on to the ball too long but it's not working any anymore so you have to change things up and i agree uh, take take snaps from from under center. Uh, uh, do whatever you can to have him roll out. I mean, he doesn't do any of that anymore. Something to to, to keep these to get these defenders off, off their game and to get these def- keep these defenders get guessing and to keep them honest. I mean, it's just it's it's the same thing week in and week out now. And 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 how long are we going to watch this before they decide we got to do something different? They're, they did last night exactly what they've been doing. I don't. I just. I didn't get that game plan. Why you would continue to do something that has not been working? That has that other teams have said this is not. We, we know what they were gonna. We knew what they were gonna do. So yeah, you have to. You, if it's if it's under center, if it's if it's uh, intermediate passing, whatever you can do. I mean, he's not even looking um, past his first read anymore. He's just stepping back and boom and, and throwing the ball. And it, it, the, the the passing lanes are too congested. So a lot of people have suggested this, Tony, and I agree with everything that you're saying. A lot of people say that these short passes are making up for the fact or masking the fact that Ben Roethlisberger's arm is shot. I don't really believe that because there's a lot of overthrows on the passes. And right. and I really don't think if his arm was shot that he wouldn't be able to take those shots downfield. I think this is a scheme problem. Mike Tomlin talks about the laboratory, going back into the laboratory all the time. Is this a lab fix that could be done in three weeks going into the playoffs? 
Why, I, I think, yeah, I think it can be, it, it can be done. Uh, the, 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 my question is, does Ben want it, want it to be done? Does he, does he, does he want to change? That's, that's the question. Cause everybody says that Randy Fichter's offense, but really Ben's the coordinator. That's what people have always been saying. So they, they have to, they have to, to want to change. And I'm, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know if, if I'm worried about any, any part of his game is, or is, is his, uh, body physically, I would I'm not worried about the arm. I think the arm's fine. I think I'm, people keep talking about his knees. I, I've heard that mentioned plenty, many a times today. Uh, Jason Locke on floor, I think they they mentioned it on the radio that uh, you know his knees. So because I mean, if you look at the, the, the some of these passes, it's like he's not even he's not even stepping into the throws anymore. He, he's, it's all arm. So I think if, if if his arm was shot, he wouldn't be able to to make some of the plays he does with all with with all arm passes. He's not he's not using his his foundation. So I think if, if there's a, if there is any problem with him physically, I think it might be a, a lower body issue, but, but yeah, I think it can be fixed. They, they just have to, they, they have to get on it. Uh, ASAP though. All right. I am going to put you on the spot after the break, but I'm going to let you know what it is. It's not really putting you on the spot. If I give you a little hint of what it's going to be, we're going to open up question and answer pretty soon, but I've got one question for you, Tony. I'm not going to have you answer it this second. I'm going to go to the super chat, but I want you to let this marinate in your cranium. And it's this, if you had to pick one scapegoat for the offensive woes, I'd like to know who you think in your mind is the one scapegoat right now that needs to fix the problem and can fix the problem the most. But before I do that, Let's go to Garrett. Slingerland gives us $10, and I really appreciate all you do, Garrett. Thank you so much. For anybody that gives us a super chat, $10, very, very generous. That helps us get microphones. We have a new BTSC microphone coming in this week that you will see from one of our contributors, so the sound quality will be so much better as well. So we appreciate it. If we have a giveaway, the super chat money goes to that as well. So thanks so much. How much of that loss, if any, do you put on the lack of inside linebacker depth? It looks to me like as soon as Diggs realized that's where he could work, he took over. That's that's pretty good. You know, I mean, that's that's really tough for me to answer. Um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of it, but if Vince Williams is in there, I really don't think defending the pass and defending a guy like uh, Stefan Diggs is going to be easy for Vinny Vitivici to do. Spillane might do a better job of it. I thought Avery Williamson had a decent game for being thrust in there and still learning the system. Remember, he's a veteran, but he's learning a new system being here since November 1st. And actually, later than November 1st because of the COVID rules. What's your thoughts on that, Tony? Yeah, I think I think that's more... Uh... Yeah, more about Cam Sutton. You know, I think he he ate his lunch on a couple of those plays. You saw, I think the one that they didn't he push basically push him over uh, physically. So I think I think it's more Cam Sutton than than a, a Cam Sutton issue. Uh, maybe maybe if Joe Hayden was in the game, maybe that's a different story instead of as opposed to the inside linebackers. Absolutely. I mean that that's a tough one, but yeah, I think uh, I like that answer with Joe Hayden. I think that that's a guy that you could have really used. Um, has he lost, lost a little bit from his game when he first came in? Of course he has. He's still a fantastic veteran and does a lot when he's in there and he's so valuable to that team. So, uh, you know, let's, let's just say that. So good answer. Good question though. Thank you very much. Very good question. So let's go ahead. Let's take a break. 
if you are checking us out on YouTube or Facebook, just stick around. You have nowhere you have to go. We're just going to take a breather. If you're on any of our family of podcast platforms, all you've got to do is go on over to download number two. It's as, It takes a second. It's as simple as that. And we'll see you on the flip side. It's the Steelers hangover. We're getting through it together. My name is Brian Anthony Davis and Tony Defio. We'll be back right after this. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. <laughs> 